0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's.
1: Suzuki coming on across, can't get through to the dot, cleared now by Carlson, toward the empty net but knocked down, back at a blue line, one second and none and that is it. Good morning, good afternoon and Montreal the Capitals in the win column for the first time this season they take down Montreal final score three to one this is Caps this morning with John Walton and Ben Raby
2: on Caps Radio 24-7
1: Win number one comes against Montreal and Vancouver in tonight. Trevor Van Riemsdyk chats with Ben and my conversation with Canucks head coach Bruce Boudreau. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, October 17th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7, presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. It took longer than the team hoped, but the Capitals got into the win column for the first time this season on Saturday night, taking down the Montreal Canadiens by a 3-1 final. After getting down 1-0 early in the second period, Connor Sherry got the game tied with his second of the season, Anthony Mantha continued a hot start to his campaign with his second goal in three games, and TJ Oshie picked up the team's first power play goal of the season, a tally late in period two that rounded out the scoring. Darcy Kemper stopped 21 of 22 for his first win in a Washington uniform. Oshie after the game on the power play, mixing up the first unit and getting results. Moving the
3: puck around a little bit, a little bit better, a little crisper, a little more direct. Obviously, John shooting up top always opens things up for us. Obi firing a couple through there. Pretty lucky positioning on my goal. Had to go uh, switch out sticks mid play there and walked right into uh, a puck sitting there for me. So, pretty fortunate there. But, you know, sometimes you got to. Just got to mix things up to get things get things going, and I thought Stromer and Joe did a good job over there, and John Novi's obviously did a good job getting pucks in net.
1: Confidence is a big part of uh, being successful on the power play. Does that maybe get you guys going a little bit, little bit of a springboard?
3: Yeah, it does. You need confidence when you're out there. It really doesn't matter what what situation you're in, but maybe especially on the power play, being able to move the puck crisp and, and make plays and see plays and anticipate plays happening. So that was a nice little confidence booster for us. And, you know, we're used to or accustomed or our standard is, you know, at 25% and, and above. Obviously, we're not there yet, but that's a good step in the right direction.
1: Head coach Peter Laviolette said it was a fight, especially early, but the compete level picked up. And so did the results. He liked the special teams and Mantha as well.
3: It wasn't, um, it wasn't wide open hockey. It was, it was a lot of the grind that went on for 60 minutes. And so, you know, we stuck to it and battled back from being down one nothing. So it was good.
2: What did that PK do for you being down one nothing?
3: There was like- PK was really good tonight especially teams, you know, factors into a hockey game. So the PK does its job. I thought the power play moved it really well. But you're right, the penalty kill can give you juice just like a power play goal can. You can build off of that and a lot of good work by the penalty killers. I thought they did a really good job. Mantha with
4: his second goal in three games, that encouraging start
2: for you just to see
3: him kind of back on track? Yeah, we need him going and moving and bringing pucks to the net like he did, like getting wiggling into areas. It was, he got more physical as the game went on and... That
1: was, that was good. Our Ken Sabarin after the game chatted with the man who sparked the turnaround on Saturday, Connor Sherry on playing with Nick Dowd and Garnet Hathaway and his second goal of the young season. Well Connor, a great win. Obviously nice to get that first one under your belt. It started out a little slow but you guys finish it off. Yeah, I think after the first we
3: do, we just regrouped. We had a tie game. Didn't want to give up the early one but I think we built momentum off the uh, penalty kill there. We scored shortly after and then power play did a great job getting another one for us. So all around good effort at home.
1: And your line seems to have some chemistry here. You guys are scoring school. Your second goal here, a nice goal going towards the goal. You feeling good out there with those guys? Yeah, it's been great. They're hard-nosed guys. They They play forward. They
3: play hard and They do a lot of things right out there. They're responsible, and when offense comes, they can make plays, so it's been good so far.
1: It's good to get the team going. Obviously, the second period gets some offense going. I know you guys have been pushing, pushing, but it's nice to get those three goals. Feel pretty good, nice little cushion.
3: Yeah, I think a couple guys on our team might be squeezing the stick a little bit trying to get that first one, but if we keep with it, it'll come, and we'll get some more scoring from a lot of guys. We'll try to keep it rolling on Monday.
1: Yesterday, after practice, Ben caught up with Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who talked about the win Saturday. And the new post-game ritual after wins, it involves a rope.
0: It's always nice getting that first one for whatever reason when you start the year. You can lose two in a row during the season and it doesn't feel as significant as if when you start 0-2. That just doesn't leave a, a good taste in your mouth. So uh, that was an important game for us and obviously there's no panic or anything, but we wanted to come out with a good effort, better effort than what we had had. And I thought we did that, created some chances, did a lot of good things. There's stuff to clean up still, which is, which is always good when you're winning, but still have uh, stuff to improve on.
4: How can the team generate a little bit more offensively at 5-on-5? Five five? How can that be generated?
0: Yeah, I think just uh, playing a simple game to start. I think we got got a, a big lineup, a lineup that can can move too though which is a nice benefit to have so if we can kind of wear teams down from the start of the game get pucks in just kind of overly simplify things to start I think it you could see it last night they were on a back-to-back and that obviously uh, mm-hmm. plays into it too but I think our team can really wear wear other teams down if we just stay committed to getting it in and then uh, as the game goes along as they wear out uh, those those prettier nicer plays will open up and then uh, that'll lead to more chances. All right
4: your defensive partner to begin the season Eric Gustafson acknowledged recognized last night with the yeah. post-game celebrations but big picture the three games you've played with him regular season wise what have you seen from him in terms of adjusting and acclimating and so far impressing
0: yeah obviously uh i knew him a little bit in chicago before uh i was out of there and he's a great guy and you always know he's silky smooth with the puck but i think uh underrated part of his game is how how smart he is and how good of a stick he has breaking up plays breaking out of our own end it feels like if he gets dumped in his corner he does a great job of uh, making sure we don't get stuck in our own end and yeah, he's been awesome. Yeah, Gustin's
1: a nice job there. He can make it see why the caps like him.
0: Bring him in. Now he can skate, that's for sure. He moves a puck, and if he can quarterback a power play on the second unit, that's a big bonus, too. Obviously, the offensive stuff, uh, everyone knows he has it. He's one of the best in the league uh, on the puck, making passes. Uh, he sees those plays through through legs through sticks mm-hmm. and uh it's fun to play with him for sure
4: he could push it north too eh
0: yeah he's good he's uh he can skate he can make every pass and he does it with with an effortless look to it so it's uh it's been good to good to play with him it's uh yeah one of those things you just kind of try to get him to puck as much as he can and then he uh makes some good plays Our
4: right, final couple of things the post game celebration in the room we were introduced to the rope from the arlington fire department from what we understand yeah. what what is that experience like after a win to get the team in there and you have a few minutes on your own and in last night's case tom wilson and nicholas back from sort of emceeing the festivities
0: there. yeah no that's fun obviously every year we've done a little bit of a different thing to signify kind of a motto for the year and just having everyone's hand on the rope pulling in the same direction uh, how uh lethal this team could really be if we have everyone doing that and yeah it's always fun to, to get those things get the the forearm gripper thing that we had going to uh, it's hard hard to win in this league so it's nice to uh, enjoy it when when you do
1: and picked up on the left wing side by Manta he cannot center at Caulfield with it here oh. and then a big hit Dimitri Orloff just buries Nick Suzuki <laughs> at the red line
4: you don't see those two out those good open ice
1: hits Orloff's one of the best at it I was gonna say I don't know if there's anybody better in the league at that open ice smash like Dmitri does.
4: Last thing I want to ask you, Dimitri Orlov had another open ice neutral zone hit last night. I think it's second in three games. It's yeah. part of his arsenal yeah. repertoire. How do you describe what those look like if you're yeah. on the bench and you see that and, and sort of what the team reaction is when, when he does that? And what goes into a
0: big open ice hit like that? Yeah, he's, uh, he's really good at it. I think, uh, obviously, he's incredibly strong and... Uh, that plays a little bit into it but he's a, an awesome skater he's able to stop on a dime a guy thinks he can cut to the middle on him and uh usually that's not the case he usually can uh, square him up pretty good and uh he's a great teammate so anytime uh, a great guy like that does something like that he gets the bench uh, all, all sorts of fired up and uh yeah he seems to have a knack for it kind of yeah. luring him in to feeling safe to do one thing and then he's just right there when they look up so he's uh he's really good at it and uh He's probably one of the more underrated D in the whole league with uh, his all-around skill set. He's physical, he's offensive, He's he can shut down the other team's top guys. So, he's, uh, yeah, we're lucky to have him on our team.
1: With Montreal in the rear view, the Vancouver Canucks are the opponent tonight. Bit of a tough start for them. 0-2 out of the gate. Leads in each of the first two games, but couldn't get the win in either of them. And the latest loss coming in Philadelphia on Saturday afternoon. As play starts tonight, Bruce Boudreaux is one win away from 600 NHL wins behind the bench. He and I go back a long way to 2005 when we were with the Hershey Bears together. Yesterday, I had a chance to talk with him after practice about his time with the Capitals, the Rock the Red era, his time away from the game before being named coach in Vancouver, and more. Well, Bruce, it is always wonderful to see you. This is the third team you've brought in this building, but when you come back in a Capital One Arena, you still feel that vibe when you walk back in here from being back here in the day?
2: Well, it's by far... The, the best place I was ever able to be working at. I mean, the first one's always your, it seems to be your most fun. And I think what we created here in the early 2006, seven uh, years, and it's gone on to today of Rockin' the Red was, was really spectacular, and so, I mean, my memories are always good.
1: You and I, it makes us feel a little bit older when guys like Mike Green and Carl Alsner and all these Rock the Red guys are retiring now, but settling in this area, and it's got to feel pretty good for you, too, from a culture standpoint. These guys came to Washington under you. Now they're all retiring here and hanging out and growing the Alumni Association, and it's certainly nice to see, and I'm sure it's something you're proud of, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, and who wouldn't want to return here? Like I mean, what a great place to live, great town. Take away the hockey stuff. I mean, I mean, it's just a great place to live. I mean, uh, it was a really hard choice between the Washington area and the Hershey area when I chose to buy my place. And if I did, I just knew more people in the in the Hershey area, and there was no NHL team to to keep bugging me at the time so it was uh, but this is this is a a special place will always be a special place and and even when I see the players out there that I once uh, coached that are still playing I mean uh, you sort of get butterflies and you know what they're capable of doing. You're only a couple
1: hours up the road in Hershey, too. So you get the best of both worlds, yeah. I guess. You can still come back to D.C. When you left here, you were had a new job in a couple of days and wasn't much different when you went to Minnesota, too. But with COVID and timing and all of that, what was it like for you to being away for a little bit of a period of time? You didn't have that before you ended up in Vancouver. No, I
2: mean, it was the first time in almost 50 years that I'd uh, been without a job. And lucky enough, the NHL Network came and rescued me right away. And uh, Washington rescued me, letting me do some... TV with them which kept me involved in the game and but it was it was difficult watching every game and knowing you weren't part of it there's there's no doubt about it so it's it it's great to, to get back into it was great to get back into, into it it was great that you know success followed me when we went there i mean not so much this year yet but i mean it's a, it's a tough place to coach or play the media is, is quite more evident in Canada than it has been in the U.S. that I've seen, but uh, it, it's a challenge, and, it, and it's uh, so far it's been okay.
1: Fans here love seeing you on NBC Sports Washington last year. What did you love about doing TV?
2: First of all, uh, Alan May was and Alexa were great to work with. First of all, that was that was awesome. But I mean, secondly, it's just knowing the town, knowing the players, knowing the way they played and and wanting to get back into the game. You were trying to keep in touch with how new teams are doing it, how Peter was doing what what he did in Nashville and stuff like that. And, And all the little ins and outs of the games that you always pay attention to was was really important to me.
1: This one regarding a conversation you and I had a long time ago in Hershey, almost 20 years ago, and you were looking and hoping that you would get the opportunity to coach in the NHL. You've been now with more than 1,000 games, looking at 600 wins. Do you ever turn around and just say, man, this has been a really
2: fun ride? You know what? I should be saying that, and I don't, and I, because I keep looking to the future. But when, when it's all done, and I'll know when it's done, then I'm sure I'm going to look back and go, "Man, I would never have thought this at 53 years old, coming into the NHL and and being able to to coach for 15, 16 years. It's to me, it's still mind blowing. When when I see it, sometimes when you're watching the video and says Bruce Boudreau's 15th year or whatever, I go, "Wow, uh, who would have ever thought that? Like, I mean." to coach longer in this league than to, than I coached in the AHL is uh, is pretty crazy. To
1: paraphrase a slogan of the team that you work for now, when you're not playing Washington, we are all Canucks too. We're pulling for you and you're one of the most beloved coaches this franchise has ever had. It's always great to see you Bruce. Thanks well, for joining I
2: appreciate it John and as you know how special you are with me and what we've gone through and what we've both gone through and I still keep talking about wearing your pants but I mean <laughs> I'm not going into that story right now but uh, it's uh, it's been a special ride, hope it continues, and, and it would be great to look forward to tomorrow night's game or tonight's game.
1: One of the best guys in this business, and if it doesn't do the Capitals any harm, I think we all hope for good things for Bruce and his latest team in Vancouver. Just not tonight, as the Capitals looking for win number two on the season. It's the Capitals and Canucks at 7. Airtime is at 645 on 106.7 a fan 1500 AM, and Caps Radio 247. .com. Have a great game day Monday everyone. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go Caps. Tune in to Caps Radio 24/7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at capsradio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24/7 on TuneIn.